You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. As it's time for the David Forst Show, as normally we'll be doing this a lot of times on Monday, but a day off yesterday, we were all off yesterday, so it's on Tuesday. Uh, Dave, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm a little worried about what I walked into here. What uh, What do you need to ask the guy who's been around for a while? Your favorite A's player. <laughs> who's my favorite A's player? Who, wow. Yeah, I, I, I got asked that, and I went, well, I mean, since the, the, of all the time that I've been around, my favorite guy I would say is Josh Donaldson. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Josh is not my favorite A's player. Um, but I think, I don't know, am I allowed to say the current manager is my favorite A's player? Because <laughs> he's right up there. Well, yeah, he's like a double dipper for you as a player. Well, three times. I mean, what he did for you as a player, what he did for you as a coach, and what he does for you now as a manager. Yeah, I, I would look. I've got a there's a, a handful of guys who you know stand out for me over the years. Kotz is certainly on that list. Um, but if you know if you put together a, a top top five, you know Scott Hatterberg's in there, Mark Ellis is in there, Barry Zito's in there. It's uh, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good memories with with a bunch of guys. How how you know going into a series like this, the fans get all fired up about it. I mean, we like interleague play, but it's always a little different. When you're doing the cross down rival, I mean, ever since Farhan took over, it kind of probably changed it a little bit for you because you guys are such good friends and, uh, and, and, you know, you guys were together for years and he came from the A system just, but what is Giants A's like for you? Yeah, it's, it's changed over the years, certainly as, you know, as one team has had sort of the upper hand in the area and then it's gone back and forth, but with Farhan there now, it's definitely it's definitely different than it ever was. I think we have we have a, a real respect for the way that they do things. Um, you know, frankly, we we try to do things similarly in some ways. I know uh, you know John Shea wrote an article back at the beginning of the season about how you know how similar we we really are, despite the obvious differences across the across the bay. So it's you know it's one of those things where you, you kind of just want to get it over with, I guess. Um, you know, they look, frankly, they're, they've been really good the past few years. So we know going in there, it's, it's always tough, but you've got a lot of good memories from this series for sure. Um, you know, things like, you know, just a couple of years ago, Cannon and Piscotty hitting the homers in the ninth inning to, to come back. You've got going back further than that, uh, Eric Burns hitting for the cycle and Almedo signs hitting a walk off at our place. So there's, there's some really good memories from this series. You know, when you think about this team and where you are at nine and eight, I think a lot of us, if you would have said nine and eight at this point, heading into the day off and taking on the Giants, a lot of us went, oh, yeah, I'd sign up for that and I'd take that. You know, what's the one thing this team has done that when you built this team, you knew they would be good at this and they've done it so far? Well, I think we've been really versatile, both as a position player group and in the bullpen. And I think you've seen that with 
guys moving around, playing at different positions, whether it's noisy at second and third or Billy McKinney in the infield and outfield, um, Tony Kemp at second and left. Uh, we, so we, we've got a really versatile group and a group that's willing to kind of go wherever Cots asks them to. And I think that's been really valuable. And, and similarly on the pitching staff, uh, you've seen guys pitch everywhere. You've seen Danny Jimenez pitch in the sixth and the ninth, Zach Jackson in the fifth or the eighth. And, uh, you know, Acevedo come back from, you know, pitching the eighth and ninth. So I think, I think from a bullpen standpoint, guys have been very flexible. Mark and, and Emo have done a great job deploying them in good spots. And it's just, it's been interesting to watch it unfold over the first 17 games as we try and sort of figure out our identity and, and who fits where. What has surprised you so far is better than you thought it would be. Um, I don't know. I think I think we knew the starting pitching, as long as we you know stayed healthy, was going to be consistent. Obviously, we've gotten you know we've gotten great pitching out of Frankie, which which we always expect. And then everybody behind him, for the most part, you know, go Cole and Dalton and Paul have really given us five quality innings every time out, and I think that's been. That's been great to see. And I think about your bullpen kind of rounding into form. You mentioned Danny Jimenez. Uh, you know, the one thing that I've noticed about him, and I guess your data would also tell you also, is how confident he is in his breaking ball to be able to throw it for strikes, throw it as a wipeout strikeout pitch, throw it in any count. That's always something – to me, for a guy is so dangerous where it doesn't matter if it's a pitcher's count, hitter's count, no matter what, I feel like I, I have control, can throw this pitch at any time. Are you seeing that, and how impressed are you by that? I am, and I'm seeing it not just from Danny, but from a number of guys. And, and to be honest, I mean, you have to do that in the big leagues to have success. I mean, we, we have seen over the last couple of years just about everybody can throw 95 or more, frankly. Um, but it's the guys who command it, and it's the guys who, like you talked about, have that secondary pitch they can throw for strikes. And if you, you look at our, our bullpen right now, it's it's Jackson's breaking ball, it's Acevedo's changeup, it's Puck's slider. Like you said, it's Danny's curveball. All these guys have a second pitch. They can throw for strikes when they're behind in the count. They can they can throw out of the zone to get guys to chase, and that's ultimately that's the formula you need to have success in the big leagues. So, I mean, with Danny, it's it, none of this is totally surprising. I mean, this is a guy who, for years, has been you know on the cusp, I think, of pitching in the big leagues. You saw the Giants took him into Rule Five before we did. Then we you know he came very close to making our team when we Rule Five him. He pitched great in AAA last year. It's just. It's been a progression to the point where he's been ready to, to succeed in the big leagues. Yeah, it's got to be really nice for you and your staff to watch this play out because, as you mentioned, a Rule 5 minor league draft. I mean, I mean, a lot of us, we're not paying attention to any of this. I mean, but, you got, <laughs> but you've got to build a system. You've got to build a ball club. And all those different moves that you make that people are not really paying attention a whole heck of a lot to, just how rewarding is that when, when these moves start to work out for you and your staff? Yeah, it's a, it's a huge credit to our, our pro scouting staff as well as our front office group that, you know, basically the bullpen right now is put together uh, on Rule 5 picks and minor league free agents. I mean, they, these guys have done a great job. I say guys, these guys and, and girls have done a great job of, of scouring 
the free agent list and, and the pro scouts are out there writing reports all year long that eventually, you know, really come into play. And um, all those guys who I just talked about have all gotten here in different ways and are all making an impact. So it's, it's certainly a credit to, to everybody in the, in the system who's putting in the work. So Nick Allen is back in the lineup today. I know people have asked me. I don't have the answer to this. You're the one that's going to make the call. Is he is he somebody that could stay here for for a while, if not the season? Is could you see him going back to Vegas? How do you, I mean? Because obviously he is hopefully the future up the middle. How do you see his role going forward? I think it's been great for Nick to, to get here and, and get his feet wet, get a couple knocks under his belt. And he, you know, he's made some plays, most notably the, the running touchdown catch down the left field line the other day, uh, which was pretty impressive. I think he covered 115 feet or something. <laughs> it was going amazing. From the, uh, <laughs> the shortstop position. It was incredible. But I, look, I, there's a lot of, lot of things in flux, obviously, on our roster, hopefully getting some guys back off the COVID list in the next few days. Uh, we got to go down from 28 to 26 after Sunday. So uh, I think we're going to take a look over the next five games at, at everybody on, in the position player group and figure out also, you know, how many pitchers we take beyond Sunday. We, we thought we were going to have to go down to 13, but uh, MLB announced today they're going to allow us to have 14 through the end of May just to make sure everybody's arms are taken care of. So there's there are a lot of variables, but ultimately I think it's been great for Nick to get here uh, see what it's like in the big leagues and, and sort of make an impression on the on the major league staff. You've had to deal with this for the past couple of years where the rules change around you. You're so used to in your career, David, stuff was set in stone. This is how it is year after year after year. These are the rules. This is how you build the roster, and this is how you go forward. Do you like it, not like it? What is just all the adjustments and the changing and now you got this many guys or you can only have this many guys? I mean, how do you feel about that? I'm a big believer, Chris, that you, you don't worry about the things you can't control. And, and I, don't, I don't have any control over what the rules are going to be or when they're going to change them. And, and it's sort of kind of wasted energy to perseverate about it and, and worry. So, Hey, whatever they tell us to do, we'll, we'll figure it out. I, I, you know, I tell our group all the time, let's just, let's move on. Let's figure out the solution rather than worry about the problem. And um, so, yeah, I, there, there are things that are changing around us and, you know, I, I like having the expanded roster. So I was happy about that. I like having extra pitchers if we can take care of our guys' arms after a short spring. So uh, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll work with, with whatever they give us. You know, when I start thinking about the guys coming back from the COVID list, a good problem to have, and we're seeing it, Stephen Piscotty's back, and then forget just the COVID list, Ramon Laureano coming back. There's going to be some tough decisions, but isn't that a really good thing is that you only have so many at-bats, but you got a lot of players who want those at-bats. Aren't those good problems to have? No doubt, no doubt. I will, I will never complain about having too many good players, and I, I don't think Cots will either. So, yeah, you, met, you know, you mentioned Stephen came back and hit the ground running. Obviously, good at bats over the weekend with the, the, and the big homer on Sunday, and hoping that that Chad and Jed can do the same thing come this weekend. Um, and Ramon's starting to get his legs under him in in Vegas. He'll play all this week, and 
Uh, actually, we'll be up in Sacramento next week with the Vegas team, getting some at-bats before hopefully joining us in Minnesota. So, um, yeah, again, anything can happen. As soon as you, as soon as you get comfortable and are, are sure you've got too many guys, uh, you put seven guys on the COVID list the next day. So, you know, anything's yeah. possible around here. So we, we try and stay on our toes. You know, one thing that I think is way better for baseball than what we see in the NFL, and I'm not comparing these two players and what's happened to them, but Alden Smith with the Raiders and then Ramon Laureano with the A's. I remember with Alden, they kick you out of the building. No coaches are able to communicate with you. You can't talk to anybody in the organization. I remember Jack Del Rio was the head coach at the time, and I used to do the TV with him, TV show with him, and he talked about it's the worst thing in the world. It's like this guy needs structure. This kid needs help, and he doesn't get any. And I think of how baseball does it, and I think it's just, yeah, was there a mistake made? Sure. Has the player owned up to it? No doubt. But to make sure that you don't kick him out and he can't come back for a certain time and you can't talk to him or Kotze can't talk to him or whoever, and the fact that he's able to come back and play in minor league games, don't you like this system far better than what we see in other leagues where they just tell a guy to go away and you can't speak to him at all? I, I was not aware that that was the, the situation in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I hope all of this allows Ramon – to be ready to go as soon as his his time is is served and and yeah the fact that he was in spring training with us and, yep. and got to be around his teammates and and now has these 15 games to go out and play and, and get ready I, I do think it's it's a good way to do it and, and like you said that you know he's he's serving 80 games he's he's paying the price for a mistake um but it's but it's good to be able to get him in shape and have him ready to go. It's, it's, it's a little bit ironic because he's actually in a better situation than the guys on the COVID list who aren't allowed in the clubhouse, aren't allowed any of the other teammates have had to sort of find a place to go work out and hit and, and kind of stay isolated, which of course makes sense. But uh, the, the, the contrast there is, is funny right now with Chad and Jed searching for batting cages out in the East Bay and, and Ramon's in the lineup for Vegas tonight. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's oh my god, that's that that's absolutely crazy. And when Ramon comes back and Pache, we've already talked about he's going to play. How do you see center field and right field working out? And then of course Chad Pender's going to come back, which I assume will be a lot of left field for him. Yeah, that's again one of those things you you file under good problems to have and I'm sure I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time with Mark figuring it out. But Ramon obviously played some right field and in, in spring training, um, but has had a lot of success here in center. So uh, there's a long way to go. It, it's still you know still a bunch of games and a couple of weeks before Ramon comes back. So we'll we'll have those discussions and, and figure it out by the time Ramon is back. You know some stuff in baseball I wanted to ask you about and saw it today. I knew they were down home runs. But I didn't realize really how much. And home runs per at-bat just for the league basically down 10%. I mean, if you look at it, it's way down compared to what we've seen in the past few years where every year has been record amount, amounts of home runs. What, what, why do you think we're seeing far, just not some less, far less home runs? We, we've seen the data, too, over the last week. There's been a number of articles about it. And, and anecdotally, we saw some balls hit over the weekend. I think Elvis, Elvis hit one that looked like it was going to carry and didn't go. And 
Um, you know, I, I again, I, I think that's one of those things that we we don't have control over. We we play with the ball that that we're given um, and make the adjustments. But I think the installation of humidors in all 30 parks is having an effect. Certainly, uh, I know that you know Major League Baseball wanted to uniform, you know, make sure that the the ball conditions of the balls were uniform. But um, but yeah, I've seen the same data and. We're, we're keeping track of it, trying to adjust, but um, I don't hear the pitchers complaining, so I think no. we'll, go, we'll go with what we've got. <laughs> well, and, and let's end on this. Something that I've noticed during the postgame show when the players and, and the families come down onto the field, and I think that this homestand slash day off, two days in San Francisco, day off, and then back to another homestand is very vital for your team because – you got a team with a with, with with a lot of a lot of young kids. I'm seeing a lot of toddlers and a lot of babies. Just how important was it to have that tough stretch on the road? All right, team bonding. It was good for the team, but then to come back and have a long extended period at home just for everybody to get settled, especially with all these young families. For sure, it's it's. I mean, a lot of these guys hadn't been to Oakland before they got home. You know, at midnight from Toronto last Sunday night. So um, it's good for them to, to feel settled, like you said, have their families here, get their families into the ballpark and, and figure out what it's all about. So, you, you know, you don't think about a lot of that stuff when you leave spring training and these guys, you know, have, haven't been to Oakland, don't necessarily know where they're going to be living and how they're going to get to and from the park every day. So to have a nice long stretch, including these, these games in San Francisco, to be home for basically two plus weeks uh, has been great for everybody. Was Mark handing out handing out maps uh, when they got back from the road trip? <laughs> How did that work out? That sounds like it's under Mickey's department. So you'll have <laughs> you'll have to ask Mick if he was given directions. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like so crazy. They like, yeah, there's quite a few of these guys. They've never even been to Oakland before. They have no clue where they're going. <laughs> yep, that's right. All right, great stuff. Enjoy the next couple of days in San Francisco. We'll see you back in Oakland. Okay, Chris, I'll see you. The David Force Show right here on A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.